Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Every person in this room, every person online, owes a debt to somebody. The first time I ever heard the phrase, well, was when I was at Freed Hardeman in college. And our president said to all of us as students, I want you to know that all of us are standing on the shoulders of men and women who have gone before. He was saying that this school is here because of the sacrifices of people in the past. And we had a chance to be there because of them. And we are indebted to them for the opportunities given to us. And we are indebted. We are indebted as American citizens to people who sacrificed their lives in the past, who put their lives on the line every single day, whether in military or first responders or whatever they might be. And this weekend of remembering remembering a specific group, but in a broad way, remembering that all of us are indebted. And certainly the greatest debt that any one of us has is the debt that we owe to Jesus. The song is perfect for the sentiment that we owe a debt we cannot pay. This weekend in the commit rally, they took the word rain from this passage in 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I bid you to turn to that passage and let us consider some other things in this text. And I want you to notice that as we, as people, he promised that we would reign with him. We reign, but we are indebted. We dare not think for a moment that we have arrived where we are on our own. We are here because of somebody else. And certainly we are here because of Jesus. Notice with me in the text that was just read these concepts about the indebtedness that we all share. I notice first that he says, remember that Jesus Christ Jesus asked his disciples one time in Matthew chapter 16. He had been around them for a while now. 
I don't know what generated the thought or what generated the question, except when we see how it ended up, and I think probably he asked the question to get to the eventual point. His question was, who do men say that I am? I don't know it was important for him to know what people were thinking about who he was. But he wanted to know, who do people say that I am? And, and Timothy is told by Paul, remember that Jesus Christ, Paul identifies him as to who he is. We might ask the same question today. Who do people say that he is? We are indebted people to, who, to, to Jesus who did so much, but there are others who have different ideas about who he was. And when Paul said to Timothy, remember Jesus Christ, he wasn't talking about these views. He didn't say, remember the mythological figure. It probably would not surprise you that in the 19th century, a man by the name of Bauer wrote in the Russian Soviet Encyclopedia defining Jesus the mythological founder of Christianity. Peter, or Paul certainly was not telling Timothy, remember the mythological figure. He was not saying to Timothy, remember Jesus who only appeared to be here. There's a word called docetism. And it comes from a word that means merely to have an appearance. And the docetics were people in the first and second century who said Jesus was not a flesh and body being. He just appeared to have such. He was not a real, solid, flesh and blood person. He only appeared that way. That's not, that's not the Jesus that Paul said to Timothy, remember Jesus Christ. He didn't say remember Jesus who was the first of God's creation. The Watchtower Society prints that. They say, yes, Jesus exists. He's real. But when Paul said, remember Jesus, he was not saying that he was created. They go on to say that this Jesus Christ was actually created to be Michael the archangel. 
Paul certainly did not want Timothy when he said, remember Jesus. He didn't want Timothy to think of Michael the archangel. A man by the name of Schoenfeld wrote his opinion of Jesus by great scheming and planning, he feigned his death and resurrection. He said he's a charlatan. He's a faker. He's a trickster. That's not what Peter or Paul intended. And finally, even though Paul certainly would have said to Timothy in saying, remember Jesus, he was certainly a prophet sent from God, no doubt. But in Islam, they say he is only a prophet. In fact, no better and lower than our prophet, Muhammad. There might be all kinds of other views about Jesus. But when Paul said this to Timothy, he was talking about, and notice the phraseology, that Jesus. Now, I know we could read the verse, remember that Jesus did this and this, saying, here are some facts I want you to remember. But I find it fascinating that when so many people have different identities and ideas of who Jesus is, the text says, remember that Jesus. Which one, Paul? The one that finished out the story when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Remember that Jesus When John wrote in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, truly not all things that Jesus did could be written, for there would not be enough books in the world to contain all of it. But these things are written that you might believe in the name of the Son of God. And in believing, you might have hope. That Jesus. This day I am indebted, and you are indebted to that Jesus Christ. And we make no other claims without him. As Paul said, I am 
nothing. So, what does he say about my indebtedness? What does he say about this Jesus to whom I am indebted? Look at the facts. Number one, I am indebted to the past. Jesus of the seed of David. I'm indebted to the past because God was working from the beginning of time to bring about this time. When the first sin occurred in the garden, Genesis chapter 3, God responded and he said, To the woman of your seed, there is one coming. And in your seed, there is one who will crush the head of Satan. And that seed was planted in the minds of the first human. And it has been in the soil of the minds of people since that day. The Jews never doubted it. Admittedly, they didn't want what the seed produced. They wanted a Messiah that looked more like a king riding a white horse who would defeat all of their enemies, but they never doubted that the seed would sprout. They just didn't like what it looked like when it did. But all along, God was saying, I'm in control. Everything's working just like I want it to work. And you and I are indebted to the past as we memorialize those on whose shoulders we stand, spiritually, we stand on the shoulders of the faithful of all time, and we stand on the promise that God made in the very beginning to give us Jesus. Number two, I am indebted to the power Raised from the dead. Jesus raised people from the dead while he was in his ministry. Elisha raised people from the dead in the Old Testament. But Jesus was raised not by the hand of any other being. But his father raised him. And there is power. I still say that if anyone today wants to claim the power of God 
If anyone wants to say that God is still working in those miraculous ways through them, you will, I will believe it only when you can exhibit the power of God and raise somebody from the dead. That's the way beyond shadow of doubt. Nobody else can do what God does. And if he has the power to raise the dead, he has the power to raise you and me and put us in a place we want to be. Third, I am indebted to the word according to my gospel. In our class this morning in here, we talked about that very idea that faith is built on Scripture. Faith is built on thus says the Lord. And we are indebted to the word that God wrote. He took care of it. Now, I understand that none of the versions we have right now, not one of them, is perfect without any errors. Not one of them did God write. But he wrote the message behind all of them. Where is God's original inspired Word. It's not in this one or that one or that one alone. It is in this one and that one and that one and yours together. And through comparative study and analysis, we can stand assured and affirmed on the Word of God to which we are indebted. But finally, it might sound strange. But we are indebted to persecution. Paul said, notice, I'm suffering. I have trouble, not like an evildoer. I've even been put in chains we're indebted to persecution. We're indebted to Christians who have gone before us who have died for their faith. We stand on their shoulders. Were they not faithful at the point of a challenge to die, Christianity could have died out. But they remained faithful. We stand with them. We are indebted to persecution. Number two, we are indebted to the persecution in our own lives. Without the troubles, without the trials, without the difficulties, we can't be formed the way God wants us to be. Hebrews 12 says that God disciplines his people and sometimes that's in the form of persecution, but in that we grow and we mature and we become God's people deeper faith through the persecution. 
I am indebted. But finally, third, notice what he says. Since I am indebted, since we are indebted, endure. Don't quit. And about, I need to look at exactly the right time I have it in my office. But before long, within two or three years, we're coming up on the 75th anniversary of the planting of this church in Richmond. Endure. It's a sad thing when a church is started by faithful people who struggle and fight and sacrifice only to see people who allow it to fall apart because they didn't endure. We don't want to be those people. We want to be people who make this church strong going into the next, the next century. When all of us will likely be gone. But we want this church to endure. When Kaylee was baptized last night, Tom and Jack and I talked about the principle that says, as the next generation buys in, that's the powerful thing. In fact, part of our job is to pass on the crown with which we reign with Christ. And tonight we're going to talk about passing on that crown to the next generation. But notice what he says. Endure all things. Endure whatever. There's no way to know what is coming. We can't know everything we're going to face. But I can know that others have faced things they didn't know they were going to face. So can I. Paul said to Timothy, you endure whatever comes. You're indebted. Don't give up because it's tough. Oh, you need to hear the lessons from yesterday. That's one of his great points. Don't you quit. One of his stories was he had a friend who quit. Number two, you endure for whomever. For the sake of the elect that they may obtain salvation. You endure for all of those who still may be saved. 
Don't quit. You're indebted. And even if it takes a difficulty, even if it takes confrontation, even if it takes criticism, somehow we got to do it for them so that they can be saved. Don't quit. Finally, endure forever. Isn't that the text? If we die with him, we'll live with him. That's forever. If we endure, we will reign. That's forever. If we deny him, he will deny us forever. He is forever faithful even if we are not. He cannot deny himself. Paul challenged Timothy. Reign with Jesus. Because you are indebted. Don't quit. Keep going. And bring on the next group with you. If you've never obeyed the gospel, you are not reigning with Jesus. You do not have the crown. And you are in a lost condition. And when you are at a point in life, in your more mature life, to know that there's a difference between that which is right and that which is wrong, and I need to be right, it's time for you to believe and accept that and obey it, culminating in immersion for forgiveness of sins. Or maybe, maybe you haven't endured Maybe you gave up. Maybe it got too tough. You can always come back. Because you are indebted. Can we help you today while we stand and sing? We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.